tell me if this is true or false. Is this is a myth or not? Is it true that it hurts white people's hair to change your part? So if you've always been a side parter, it's going to hurt you for a while to be a middle parter. Um, yes, is the short answer. (laughs) It's like basically, why does it hurt that bad? There's like finer hair, but like when you, like when I do this, like, well, actually, wow. (laughs) He's like, like, wow, what movie is this? That's been a week in the works because usually when I do this, it like all falls to the side and I like kind of break it with the whole thing. But I've actually achieved a little part. I mean, amazing, surely. Yeah, it does hurt. See, black people don't think about that because we're forever, you know, just changing it up. But I remember yeah. watching this episode of my Super Sweet Sixteen, and it was actually a Kinse. This girl's having her fifteenth birthday party. And she made all the girls, they all had to wear the same outfits who were in her court, same hairstyle. But she was so meticulous down to the hairstyle. She was like, you got to part your hair all on the same side. And these girls were literally crying. They were getting their hair like a deep side part and like a little braid or like a twist to the side. And they were like, ah, it hurts. I was like, oh, calm down. It's like a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's more of like a um like a soreness like you know when like you have a lot of your hair in one part of your head like in a bun or a braid and it's like it's like kind of like weighted mm-hmm. it's kind of just like that but just like in a line because it's like basically the weight is going in a different directions so you're just not used to it whenever that happens to me I'm usually like why am I in such a pissy mood like why do I have such a bad yes. headache and then I'm like oh it's this damn ponytail <laughs> my bun. hair hurts and then you like tell people you're like yeah my hair just like hurts really bad right now and they're like you're a brat but it does hurt you're like sorry I just wore a headband today so I'm kind of a bitch (laughs) fuck that we'll never I mean truly like props to the poet that was at the inauguration like she rocked a headband but I will not be doing that girl I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say What had happened was really Um, <clears throat> so yeah If anyone gives you a hard time Just say, look, I'm training my middle part And I'm in a lot of pain right now <laughs> The millennials got to her yeah, I mean, it literally is like the timing couldn't be more suspicious. Like every time I go to see someone, I'm like, obviously, we know why my hair is like this right now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've worn like um boot cut and loose fit jeans like three times this yeah. week. <laughs> I'm like, oh, skinny jeans? They're okay. I had I a mean, bit you- of a blessing in that arena in that I was a fit model for these like this curvy line of jeans that came out. And they never made skinny, so I would just buy the boot model. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually a bit of a model for like basically a plus size jean line. It's like that makes no sense. I mean, American jean sizing makes no sense. Though. Yeah, that's how like when people are like, I don't get why everything needs extended sizes. It's like, well, girl, let me tell you why. Um, because brands are using my body to make plus size. <laughs> so, and they want us to believe in sisterhood of the traveling pants. 
it's not real. But basically that brand never made skinny jeans, but since those jeans were made in my, like literally true to my body, I was like, well, I guess I'm adjusting. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I was about to say, that's some good jeans, double entendre. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yes, girl. Well, hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of I Just Called to Say. We are your reliving and truth-telling podcast where folks call in, confront, and set the record straight on stories that have stuck with them throughout time. It's me, your girl, Megan Pugh. So you can check us out on Instagram and wherever you listen to podcasts. Like, subscribe, and tell your mom and them. So have you ever made a friend online? Like, have you said, like, only, like, an online relationship with someone? Like, I knew them online before I knew them in person. No, like, you met them? Okay, so, like, you met them online. And maybe you've actually never met in real life. Or, like, maybe you didn't meet each other until, like, way later. (laughs) Yeah, I have two online friends. (laughs) Our versions Uh, of pen pals. (laughs) Yeah, pen pals, if you will. One of them is this woman named Colleen Rast. She consistently tries to get my gmail so she will or like she will just i don't really know what this case is but basically i receive a lot of her personal emails and then i just started like sending them to her and at one point she was job searching so i was like hey like took a look at your resume and here's my input wait have you ever found her on facebook do you know what she looks like oh my gosh yeah twins (laughs) Is she like, what's her age range? Is she like an older woman? Like, I'm imagining she's like a older, amazing. She's blonde, she's white. So, like, we're pretty much the same person. <laughs> he's like looking through a cool mirror. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's not far off. Like, let's be real. But, um, yeah, some of my online friends, do you have online friends? I'm absolutely, but it's all through this podcast. Like, when we started this podcast, just being on social like I was just like meeting people who were like relating to Bravo stuff and it was like yo Amazing. Bravo friends are the best friends it's the deepest friendship you can have truly and and that was at a time in my life where I was like living at home in Columbia in the she shed full time so it was like you know living in the she shed watching Bravo making online friends and us are like we're like kiki and living for it like honestly I still haven't met some of these people and truly I don't care to I don't want to meet them I just wanted to keep the friendship the way it is because there's none of this like hey girl let's meet up for drinks there's there's none of that pressure especially during this like pandemic life where you already want to cancel on people dude I actually um I have two thoughts on that my first thought is that my other online friend she actually found me because we were getting married in the same town in Mexico. COVID bride basically reached out and was like, hey, like, what are you, like, we're in this kind of, like, weird support group. together. She's amazing, so fun, so cute. But when I met her, I, we did not live in the same city. Now we live in the same city. And so now there's, this, like, lingering pressure to be like, do we, like, do we do it? And, like, thankfully, we both have kind of been very busy, so we haven't, but it's, it's inevitable that it will have to happen, and it's, it's, oh my gosh, and I just want to be completely transparent with our audience, guys, we put a lot of work into bringing you this podcast, but if you only knew the amount of times Colleen and I 
schedule and then reschedule just for one episode. I'm almost afraid to admit it, but we go hard on a reschedule. Like we like, like, don't get me wrong. I love the cancel plans. Like I love it. I love to be dedicated to a plan and then have someone cancel for me. That is my favorite. Oh, what a joy. Um, my other thought on the Bravo friend thing though was I think why Bravo friends make such good friends is because you are constantly talking about human dynamics. You're constantly explaining who you are, what your values are by proxy of these like totally <laughs> shitty people. So basically you're like, which shitty person do I like better and why? And then that kind of tells me, okay, this is what this person cares about. And so you, I feel like you weave actually pretty complex and deep relationships with people over these like dumb shows because you know, okay, like, oh, this is what they care about. This is who they like, this is who they don't Oh my God, for sure. Especially if you're like gonna like choose teens on something, you're like, like if you're talking like a OG Bravo watcher and you're like, well, are you team Teresa or team um, Caroline, you know? I would be a Caroline all day with Bravo because you know with us everything goes back to Bravo. Bravo, when you're making friends as an adult, it's such a gamble. Whether you're like sliding into someone's DM for the first time, being like, "Oh my god, I think this person's super cool," so I just want to like make the effort to be like, let them know that like you know what, Mm -hmm. I want to be there for it. I'm gonna slide in that DM. It's such a gamble. The same way like when Bravo brings in a new housewife to like already a successful franchise you're like wow mm-hmm. you're really gonna throw her in there unequipped well you know she's slightly equipped because this woman has probably seen some seasons but mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. not equipped for this shit lie <laughs> no no not at all like not gonna work like jennifer on new jersey i think jennifer and jackie you can tell they're both fans of this show I mean, mm-hmm. Jackie has a photo with Teresa from the mall. Literally <laughs> at the book signing. Like, these women were fans. So I feel like they yeah. were like, oh, I will not be like that when I get on the show, you know? No. And the same thing goes when people go on RuPaul's Drag Race. They're like, I will not be that drag queen. And oh. then you get on the show and you make a damn fool of yourself. And then you embarrass yourself even more because you kind of like let people know. You kind of let people know that you've already watched the show prior, that you've been yeah. a fan girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jackie's real cringy on that. Because you're just like, oh, girl. I feel like she's actually weirdly right in this fight, but is also, like, just doesn't have the people's vote. So it's like an mm-hmm. awkward thing where it's like, yes, I agree with Jackie. And, like, it's just like, if you fight with logic with Teresa, then you've already fucking lost. I mean, I would rather blow a casket with Teresa. But Jackie- I'd rather blow a casket. <laughs> Jackie's got the logic. Now with Summer House, of summer house are you team amanda or team <laughs> we need to just go through the score really quickly there's a few <laughs> fights that are happening that are all being rolled up into one and the real situation is does hannah need to tell amanda that she's made up with luke no point hannah does they hannah need to take out the trash yes <laughs> point amanda it's so Let's true calling out specifically hannah no point amanda because he was just like, we just wanted to do a better job, which is how any conflict as roommates, it is the first point of action is to say, we all need to do better. And then hope that the people that you're secretly calling out just get the like memo. 
But the people that you're always calling out, and I'm sorry, because I probably have been those people in my own household, but I'm like, those people get so defensive. And I'm like, she immediately incriminated herself. Immediately. Then she said something that was super fucking rude. Again, point Amanda. Because it's like, nope, you do not say that. And then Amanda threw the drink, which is point Hannah. So <laughs> Amanda can tough for me. She just does. I think she is more right than Hannah. And I honestly, I think Hannah is just embarrassed. So she's like, yeah. I'm just going to double down. Because that's what I would do. <laughs> oh my God, same. Like, I'm already, you know, I started, she doubles down and then calls her mom. <laughs> Classic. Oh just take the trash out. You literally had just taking it out of the plastic bin and putting it by the door. Like, just take it fully out. It's so easy once you see someone do something like that, because you're like, yeah, you're not taking out the trash. But like, in my head, do I do shit like that all the time? Yes. She would not be my friend on an app. <laughs> Based on that, my friend on an app or in real life. <laughs> Based on that. Uh, she is interesting to me because she kind of has that energy of, I've obviously never met Hannah, I know nothing about her personally, but her public persona, is this is how I feel, is that she kind of reminds me of your friend's new friend that they think is really great and really cool, and then you're like, yeah, I would love to meet them. And then you meet them and they're like super fucking annoying or just like not quite as cool as your friend thinks they are. So when you go on like, you know, 62% of bachelorette parties and you're like, my friend is friends with these people? Yes, yes. I tell you. You've been been lying to these people about who you are because it's not who you are, sis. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, guess I just have to be with this person all weekend long. And you'd like watch your friend like be this weird version and you're like, are you lying to me or to them? Because <laughs> what is happening? And it's like you and like your hometown friend or your college friend are like in cahoots in the corner, just like, what is happening this weekend? Who is Deborah? Who is she? There's always one that is just like so confusing that you're just like, all right, yeah, like sure. Like, was she like an obligatory invite? Like, yeah, and then your friend's like, no, like I've told you about that. Like they're like my best friend from camp, and you're like, what camp did you go to again? Did you mention <laughs> camp before? Like I really didn't even know that you went to camp, and they just know. You're like, like but at the same I'm... time, I'm a little insulted that this girl's on the same tier of best friends as I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm dying, Megan. Yes, and you're like. So just so I'm clear, someone that you are as close to is this. This is who you're talking to when you're not talking to me. Right. So when I say, when you say I give you good advice, and so does so-and-so, that's so-and-so. Got it. Got it. Yep. 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 So cool. Okay. Congrats to Hannah Burner again, who won't take out the trash, but she is getting, she's getting engaged. Her friend Paige will throw probably like, a beautifully aesthetically beautiful IG worthy bachelorette party. Aesthetically so beautiful. The split wise will be a bazillion dollars, but worth it. Like that's kind of like the friend I want to make. That's the that's the next kind of friend mm-hmm. I want to make on Instagram. Like one who's just gonna oh, like yeah. uplift my feed. <laughs> like they're just gonna like, yeah, like take good pictures. 
and they'll just tag me in them. So then all I have to do is just repost them. And they're going to face tune unto me. <laughs> like I would, like if I knew how to face tune, I would face tune unto them, like how they will do to me. <laughs> That's so nice. Because my next man needs to be able to take good photos. So this episode that we're bantering about um, with Manny and Sean, um, because they met on the app Boise, which is like for singers and Sean produces beats and Manny would like record on Sean's beats and they had never met. And Manny just kept using his beats and Manny's like, Hey, I'm trying to produce this album. Um, can you produce my album? And he was like, uh-huh. yeah, I'd love to. He's like, okay, I'll buy your flight and we'll meet you in Florida. So Manny got, <laughs> buys this guy a flight. And the first time they meet is like at the airport, like in Tampa. And- yes. And so I'm just like getting to know this guy while, like, while we're in Florida and, <laughs> and I'm like, so what's your origin story, Sean? And he was like, oh, well, you know, me and Manny met on Boise. First time we actually met was at the airport yesterday. And I was like, wait, what if he was like a killer? Mm-hmm. Like, what if he was like going to rape you? Like, what if he was going to put you in his yeah. trunk and like slice you and dice you? But you know, that's, just, that's, like that's the privilege of a man. They can just be brave enough right. to just go out in the world. But I mean, yeah, so him and like Manny met for the first time on this like cute creative weekend blind date. And they produced music. I just called to say, remember when I just All right, so I have here Emmanuel Houston and Sean P. No, this is so cute because I just called to say it's all about like getting to know you and how we met and how we like recall stories from like, you know, our different perspectives. And I heard that you guys like met on an app and I was just like, oh my God, that's kind of cute that y'all met on an app. So my first thought was like, who made the first move? And first of all, call Yeah, me all messed up, first of all. <laughs> I meet this man on an app. I met him on Boise. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anyways, Boise is an app that allows it's an app. producers <laughs> and shut up, shut up. <laughs> yes, yes. It's an app that allows producers and songwriters or performers to uh link up with each other and create. So like Sean as a producer is able to post beats on there. And then me as a songwriter, I'm able to like look at those tracks and like record snippets or like demos or what they call top lines in the songwriting industry um, to like test out and collaborate with other songwriters on or collaborate with the producer on. So Sean, is this the TikTok of music? You know, I've heard that a couple of times and I, I hate it every time I hear it, but in a way, I guess so. Like- Wait, why do you hate it? Cause TikTok just sounds so Gen Z. Oh, no, it's not that. It's just that I feel like it's just immediately that's the reference because of the feature of being able to swipe up and having a page like the For You page instead of the For You page, it's the feature page. So, I mean, there's all that put into it, but I mean, it's really just more geared towards the music, the music crew, you know, producers and artists just getting together and people just coming to enjoy the music. And now they're acquired by Snapchat. So now it's like, a, it's a whole new thing where like Voicey, you're starting to see Voicey become the entertainment powerhouse for things like Snapchats and TikToks. So it's, it's, not, it's less of a, a social media app where everybody can be on, where everybody's gonna wanna be on and more so a place where people refer to, kind of like SoundCloud. It's just a visual SoundCloud. 
That's 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 a good way. I'm yeah, saying. that is a good way to put it. They're already making moves, and I know Snapchat is trying to position itself to become a competitor to not only TikTok, but you're seeing a lot of these social media apps like kind of. The, there's there's a war going on that we're not all privy to right now with social media apps, where they're fighting for territory, especially in the music world. So I think this is the beginning of that. And I think voice is like in a perfect position, but yeah. So you said the potential powerhouse of entertainment. So essentially yeah. I'm talking to potential powerhouses of entertainment because you guys are on said platform. So oh, I just called to say, you heard them here first. Okay, oh, wow. they were on this podcast. Sean P <laughs> and Manny Paxwell. Boom, boom, boom. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I first, when I was on the app, when I first saw Manny, I already knew Manny was a powerhouse already in his own right. That's why, like, that's why we, I think we clicked so well when I first, when I first saw him, because I was like, oh, shoot, like, this dude is nuts. Wait, so, so you said the app, you could swipe up and down on it, but is there a swipe right, swipe left? Just kidding. No. Like, who made the first move? Who made the first move? Like, who collabed with who first? Who showed the first interest on someone's music? Like who made the first like? Who made the first DM and said, I like what you're doing? But I, I feel like we were just functioning heavily on the app in general before any of us messaged each messaged each other. Oh no, 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 no. I messaged you first. I said, bro, what'd you do with Corey? Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That was almost a year ago. That was May 21st. That's ridiculous. Then we didn't link up again until July, really, because we I started making all those '80s joints. And what drew y'all um, to each other's like girls' style? Like, what made you like want to like produce like to create with Sean's uh, beats? He just has dope. He just has dope beats. Uh, and I was like, Sean P is the reason like musicality exists right now on the app because otherwise, like people aren't people make trap beats on there, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? People have like acoustic guitar, acoustic piano stuff. People are trying different drums out, but like Sean is like, he doesn't care like what the beat, you know what I'm saying? Like whether or not it's going to like appeal to everybody. I'll never forget the first time we started listening to your beats. It was like me, Rio and Vante, we were all on Zoom. And we were just kind of like, oh, this dude, well, first we were like, oh, Ben Blaze, yo, everything he dropped, that that dude's crazy. That dude's crazy. And then we started going to Sean's beats. And I was like, oh, yeah, Sean got some crazy beats. I think he might be my favorite producer on the app. I think he might be my favorite producer on the app. Because that's what artists do. You know, we all sit there and, like, talk about the producers. We, like, rock a little or whatever. This is this is who I want. Oh, this is who I want it this sounds one. like a player oh. from, like, a video game or from, like, a, you're, like, picking, like, your top <laughs> ten on, like, some, like, NBA sure. lineup. You're like, nah, I'm only rocking with this player. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. I mean, it's like that at the beginning because you don't know each other. You know what I mean? You just kind of like, they're like these entities who are just like, man, they came in and like kind of took over and like all of a sudden you just see their names everywhere. Ben Blade, Sean P, Ben Blade, Sean P. Um, and they were also moving as a group. Y'all were moving as a group. It was like you, Ben Blades, uh, DJ Unlock, Romy. Like uh, Romy. Yep. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, y'all was moving as a group and just like tagging each other under like fire things and be like, yo, come check this person out. And so I was like, always like, yo, one of them better tag up underneath mine, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for that moment. Somebody better tag up underneath mine. And finally it happened. And I was like, word. I don't remember what track it was, but mm -hmm. yeah, most dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we all like, because we all, we all know each other already. So mm -hmm. we, uh, 
all kind of came into the app together as a unit just to see what was up with everything because this was like a whole new thing to us it was like as producers like your your dream as a producer is to like find a hub where there's artists you know what i mean where you could just solely just work in that one little bubble and that's exactly what voice he did so like seeing manny and you know seeing vante we were all like really just excited because the, the amount of talent levels that was in this one place was just incredible so that's that's kind of how that happened so when manny reached out to me or when vante reached out to me even like i really just like whatever whatever needed to get done in or out of the app like was gonna get done because you know as we just i love working with great people i would always tell ben I'd be like, yo, man, my dream is really, I just want to make great music with great people, not just as an artist, but just great people, you know? So Manny and, oh. and you know, Vontae and that whole crew just kind of gave that opportunity to really go to the next level. And, you know, we've done a lot of crazy stuff since. Yeah, and now we're about to start pushing, we're about to start setting tempos for people. People would used to pick one producer, you know what I mean? And that's funny because, especially with like me, Ben, you know, locker, you know, that, anybody from that, that pick, like we all are connected. So like, if you get one of us, you're going to get all of us. You know what yeah. I mean? We're, we all, we're just all, if, if I'm there, Ben isn't close. Is it, is it like far? You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's funny. I think it's funny that people would pick people because it's like, oh man, like we work on each other's beats. We collaborate. We, we know each other. Like you're going to get us eventually. Yeah. That's kind of I mean, like it's kinda, it's, like bachelorette of y'all. It's like, you gotta like steal time. Yeah. Like, hi, can I this for a second? Everything can always be related back to reality TV and Bravo when you're on this podcast. But my question is, how long did y'all flirt? I mean, date. I mean, how long did y'all collaborate? I mean, how long did y'all collaborate? <laughs> collaborate. How long did y'all collaborate until you before until you met each other? Like, when did y'all finally meet in person? Well, meet in person. We didn't meet in person until like very very recently, but. I think the first track dating I did, virtually. I mean, collaborating virtually, collaborating. I don't, I don't know, because we weren't really collaborating until I started working on that Boise film. That idea that I had, that was at the end, I guess, of 2020. But yeah, anyways, we started working on the Boise film together, me, you, and Ben, and we had always been talking about like different projects. We just didn't know what the project was going to be. That was our whole thing. It was like, what are we going to work on that is going to like benefit everybody? We know we can get it done. The Boise film started going, and then Boise was in the middle of doing whatever they're doing, and so that all got shut down uh, slowly but surely. It still exists, but now it's just not in the same capacity anymore. And, and that's a whole nother story. But then after that, I was like, bro, all right, forget this. I got an idea for a bigger Voisey movie. <laughs> uh, and then we started like, working on the project. Like, Another one opens. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And we started working on the project Young Black Peter Pan together and, and kind of like me discussing that with uh, Sean. And it was originally going to be like a bunch of producers. But then it was like, nah, let's just go ahead. Like, Sean, get on down here. We all flew down to Florida. You came with us, obviously, Megan. And that uh, was your first time meeting? On... Yeah. Yeah, we met at the airport. Okay, so explain. <laughs> so the audience needs to know this. So, y'all, see, this is just 
maybe in your mind, it doesn't seem like a big deal that y'all were like, yeah, we just casually just linked up at the airport for the first time. As a female, I would never trust anyone that I met from an app, an app to just meet them at the airport. So someone just bought you a ticket and you said, sure, pal, I'll meet you there. We ain't never met. Never. Mind, mind you. That's how I lifetime mean, horror movies start. <laughs> well, I mean, mind you, like me and Manny had chat, had like many chats over like either phone or over FaceTime yeah. already. So we already had a feel. Yeah. Of, the Craigslist killer. You know what I mean? But like, um, yeah, is it is it like, was it like interesting to like just get on the play with this dude and like go to a place I've never been before? Of course, like in the back, I mean, like, thank y'all for not killing me. Like, that's right. But, like, I still, like, I kind of already knew. Um, I, I, I like to think I have a good judge of character. And I just kind of knew, like, just based off of the way that me and Manny would talk and how we would come together and collaborate on different things. Even, like, after that, we did other, like, many things on the app. So, mm -hmm. like, we was already doing, like, stuff together. So I kind of already knew who I was dealing with. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Did yeah, you share your location step. with anyone? I just need to know if you shared your location with anyone before you left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that that was it. We were gonna meet eventually anyway, because we had plans to link up in New York, period. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, and in the industry, I think as well in the music industry, it's a lot, it goes on set a lot, but like you kind of do go out there a lot when you're meeting like artists and talking about artists. Like there's a point where the first time you meet could be in the studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. That happens sometimes. And this was kind of one of those cases. I would even say sometimes, like, the amount of, like, because especially because of how music is made these days, it's mainly made over the internet. Like, the EP I'm dropping next month on the 15th is, I've never met either of the guys. I've never met the project manager. I've never met the producer. It's, they all live, the producer lives in Istanbul, and the project manager lives in London. And I've only talked to them online. And you just kind of put your trust in people based off of, like, you know, the fact that you're used to dealing with people often, you know, um, and who, who was it? Uh, there was one girl, uh, uh, Lil Sleepy is her name on, uh, on uh, Boise, and she, like, had a competition on Boise and ended up flying somebody out to San Francisco to record the song for the remix of the competition and everything else. And it's like, yeah, nobody questions things like that in the music industry because that's literally, like, what you do you get you fly out you go make music you go back home um and and it's on faith that like well this person's not crazy in their music <laughs> like if eminem was like yeah like back in the day he was like yeah i want to fly you out to come make some music i'd be like hell no <laughs> but it also just depend on his energy you know what i'm saying like kanye right now if kanye was hitting me up and was like fly out to make some music I'd probably go, but I I think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be like, Here's your location. <laughs> you know, not because I think he'd kill me, but more just like on a business standpoint. Like, is this even going to come out? Am I wasting my time? Um. So you guys uh, met at the airport. You work on this amazing project together. So when you did it, did it? Did, do you feel like each other lived up to the hype? Like when you meet in person, you work together in person. Was the energy? Was it all that was cracked up to be? And was there anything that you realized? about each other that you didn't before? Um, I realized that Manny has this awesome sleeping shower cap that I've never seen before in my life. 
<laughs> that the bonnet? Is that the bonnet? Yeah, the bonnet. <laughs> I was like, and I looked at it, I'm like, yo, that's ill. Like, I wish I like, I was like, I wish I had that because I got locked. So I was like, I never knew about that. But on like the other hand, like when me and Manny got in, like when we set the studio up, like everything, like I think that night, like it started. Like the energy was like crazy. Like we did like 13, 14, I think, I think almost like 15 songs yeah. in like what, what three days? Yeah, like that's we ridiculous. Up, we ended up pushing your flight back just because we were like, "Yo, yeah," because because the energy was so crazy. Yeah, and then so like we really went in. So like I would say it exceeded like my expectations because like like somewhere in my brain as we were going, I'm like, "Yeah, we got three days." Like not even like two days really because the first day was landing. So it's like, "Yo, we got two days to make some music." I don't know what's about to happen because it's like you know the process could be a minute. It don't have to be like. A day or two that it could take a day or two just to just to heat up but as soon as we started sharing ideas and stuff like that like we the intensity just got more and more and more to the point where like we would wake up and start working at nine and not finish till like 12 mm-hmm. and not leave so like it would it would get it would get crazy you know what i mean so that i think the energy was crazy and i think the music is going to reflect that because even like People that know our music and know what we've done already, either on Voicey or off Voicey, I don't think I've ever heard anything like this, and I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely, I agree. To it's, it was, it was literally from the jump. Got off, got off the plane, walked into the pool uh, house, started moving things around, found a found a table, set it up, and started just started working and even even more than anything talk about like living up to the hype because like sean and ben they're like very um uh, they're very they like to make it known that they work fast and so you have to like kind of keep up you know and if you like if you're not willing to work fast as if work as fast as them then like you'll get left behind you know what i mean like here's a beat all right here's another beat well okay well you behind now like you haven't rolled to the you haven't written to the first one yet you haven't got me anything back come on now what's going on you have to yeah it's just a different it's just a different type of energy when you understand that like some people function at this level and you also have to function at this level and you're creating from scratch completely with no ideas like we didn't come down there with musical ideas already set you know always all i said was i wanted to sound like a mixture of quote unquote like you know these albums or whatever i know i want to hit this this uh concept and this concept and this concept like i'm through like maybe 10 concepts yeah and then as we started working on it it was like all right this concept doesn't matter anymore this one doesn't matter anymore let's go ahead and get to this one let's get to this one blah 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 whatever um some things we hadn't even discussed as concepts but they just ended up coming out of us like the uh the pirate joint oh my god you're getting mad with a bullet (laughs) boy favorite tracks on there bro that junk went so hard for no reason it was like what two in the morning maybe when that came about (laughs) by that point we were like so tired it was like it was the last night that's right and i was like yo i think you have you were like probably already like getting ready to pass out i just like i gotta keep playing bro I yeah, on the keyboard, started playing some chords. I was like, "Yo, I think I wanted to feel like this." And you came over and tweaked some things, and I was like, "Yeah, that sound." Put it together. I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, that happened. That was probably the quickest we wrote anything. I was, was like, like "Yo, that was like forty-eight minutes, and we were done." Yeah, 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 bro. That was quick, quick. So yeah, nah, it, it all lived up to the hype for sure, and I'm, I'm glad I was able to keep up because that was, that was really going to be the, uh, 
I was going to give it to you otherwise. You see how I function, especially as a producer, is I I like to take the spirit of the artist and what they're trying to achieve and try to embody that and then bring it and then bring it up to 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 the level that they have and try to go even higher you know what i mean so like whatever energy manny was giving me i had to make sure that i took that and made sure that that was realized through the music you know that was kind of my my thing so i kind of i think of myself as like a straw like the ideas kind of flow through me. I don't really think about them, mm-hmm. you know, so they come from a certain, a certain place. So that's what I try to always keep with uh, the music that we were working on, because that's so, so important that music is felt, not just heard. So I always tried to keep that like there. And like, it was great because every day was a different adventure. And I, I sat there and watched like, you know, me and many other people just go through every emotion you could think of through every day. You know what I mean? And there's, I remember there was like a point where we had one song and this song was to, to come out of a certain emotion and lift back up the energy of the, of the room. And you could hear that because the song sounds different than everything else. But that one was made out of it. It was made out of an aggression to push back whatever it was. You know what I mean? And then there was another song where it was like, yo, I, I cannot believe that this, we were looking at current events. And I remember Mandy couldn't believe how how awful some of these events were and got angry. And that song became an aggressive song. You know what I mean? So when he, when he would give me that energy, like, oh, okay, no, we, we get aggressive. Okay, so now I got to bring out this Rolodex. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we were able to work and play off with the whole thing. And the, the, the album isn't just like an album of just cool songs. It's like an album of like a story, which is which is what also the whole thing was supposed to reflect. So yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah. Manny, did you say if there was anything that you didn't realize about Sean until you met him? Oh, what I not realized about Sean, he's my height. That was, something <laughs> else. That was different. I don't know why I thought he was gonna be taller. Uh, oh, that that that's awesome! I, <laughs> not for real. Oh, man, I, I didn't know you were six three, Manny. Dang, that's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, and what else? What else? Uh, I don't know. I I think Sean is like who he presents himself to be. Like you know, he's not like a fake person. So he was like very very chill. The funniest part the, that happened was like I was blowing up the uh, air mattress was getting ready to lay down and like Sean was over there in the bed. He like looks up, he goes, man, I'm just glad you're not like some weirdo dude. Cause that would have been hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, yo, same bro. We're sharing a room right now and like, no, we're stuck here for at least a weekend. We got to share like, a room, whole space with each other. Sharing a room in Florida, no less. It's Florida. It's right. Yeah, you, I don't even know nobody in Florida like that. It's right. crazy. Well, Sean, here's something you might not have known or realized about Manny is that he okay. is in another podcast called Cohabitation, where he voices the character of Brendan, who is a oh. square type personality. Imagine Oscar Proud from the Proud Family meets Kevin Hart. 
That is Manny's character. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm surprised and not surprised at the same time. Right. To be honest with Ma you. Ma Megan, Megan wrote this podcast, by the way. Oh, I'm also not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Wait, can I, I can tune into that? Like that's out? You can totally tune oh. it. As a matter of fact, Grace, run the clip. Grimmed into the house, but it's our celebration of living with each other. Go habitation. You know we go back like four flats on Cadillacs, and it's rent, huh? We might not be paying that, still a whole lot of love. 843 is where we at. Let me tell you what's the buzz. Kick back and relax. Like, it's always a good time, just you and I. Airwaves on your station, cohabitation. Welcome back. Sit and stay a while as I catch you up on another episode of Cohabitation. Brendan and his long-term girlfriend Raquel are first-time homeowners. A few months ago, Brendan's cousin Moni came knocking on the door looking for a place to stay, and since then, it's been a disaster. She's always late on rent, she's loud, messy, and completely unaware. Her favorite phrase is, I'll pay you back, I promise! But we all know that's a lie. Not to mention, Raquel started an in-home holistic business that never quite took off, aka $8,000 of debt, and in order to supplement their income as a whole, they decide to rent the guest bedroom. Now we find Brendan pushing an oversized plastic moving container across the guest bedroom floor. God. This is so heavy, baby! What the hell is this thing? Um, just stuff. She quickly responds while lining the windowsill with crystals. Hey, Mo! Where the hell is Mo? Mo! I'm really getting sick of her shit. I heard that! And stop complaining! These walls are paper thin! Brenton continues to shuffle around the room with the oversized plastic moving container. Yeah, then get off your ass and come help us pack! Uh, babe, your negative aura is not beneficial to the cleansing of the room. You really should lay off her. I mean... She's been through a lot. Uh, I really don't care. <laughs> She's one of the reasons we're packing up this room now. Monique slams her bedroom door as she makes her way down the hall with heavy feet to enter the guest bedroom. Oh, well, you don't care? Well, you should. I'm the only cousin who actually likes you. The rest of us just talk behind your back at Sunday dinner, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, keep talking that way to me, and I will call your ma. Whatever. Help Rocky finish packing up. I'm trying to list this room on Craigslist by the end of the day. Okay, for the third time, this man is still continuing to push this plastic container across the floor. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> Babe, I gotta see what you got in this thing. I can't. Oh, no. Can't um, no Brendan furiously rips the lid off the container. Uh -huh, I, you gotta be kidding me. What? You can't. You can't be serious. Jesus, here he goes. Hey, you, please, please tell me what this is for. Well, I figured since my business wasn't going so well, I could... Baby, 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 can you please explain why we are packing up a box of dirt? Am I supposed to be okay with this? And there he goes. Well, if you would let me get a word in, I could tell you. Mm -hmm. Well, I figured. Since my holistic business wasn't going so well, You I... mean, since your holistic business put us in debt. Use the right words. Yes. Since my holistic business put us into debt, I wanted to help. So, well, 
I figured I'd branch out. <laughs> I could grow some weed. <laughs> yes, perfect. Free weed for me. Shut up, Mo. We need money, right? Isn't that why we're renting out the room? We don't need money. I just like money. And? And you're telling me you wanted to grow weed at my house that I pay for? You mean our house. And yeah. Brenton throws his hands up and begins pacing back and forth around the guest room, while Mo lights a joint and Rocky continues to line the windowsills with more crystals, as if she didn't just drop a bomb on Brenton. Now, this is the same Brenton that thinks caffeine pills should be illegal to minors and chooses to only get high on the official 420 holiday. Girl, you know how I feel about caffeine pills. And now you're telling me you're going to grow weed? You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I, nope, I don't think she's fucking kidding you. Shut up, Mo. So hypothetically speaking, tell me how you were going to make this work. Hmm? Tell me, tell me. Who, who do you plan on selling weed to? Well, I've run the numbers, and I got a really good deal on seeds already, and- Oh, so you already bought the seeds. Yeah, I bought seeds, and the soil comes directly from California. Don't forget to tell him about the hydroponics that we got. Oh! 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 <laughs> so, you, so you're in on this too, Mo. You should just hear your girl out on this one. So my girlfriend and my little cousin want to start selling the marijuana. Wow. They're selling weed. Not the marijuana. You make it sound like we're out here trying to sell crack. This isn't the wire. Right. So when were you planning on telling me? Hmm? I guess right now. Right now? That's what you're doing. Okay, before you get upset, we could cover the mortgage each month and maybe even have a little leftover for funsies? Funsies? Sold! Shut up, Mo. <laughs> so okay, okay. So what else? What else is What else you... Packing up in this room, huh? Brendan abruptly begins opening more boxes. Diffuser, essential oils, tarot cards. You got a little homemade jewelry, a dashiki. A dashiki? I'm just trying to keep up with our culture, babe. Our culture? Wow. What is this world coming to? My well-off suburban white girlfriend from Portland owns a dashiki, and now she wants to become a drug dealer. First of all, you know Rocky woke AF. Mm -hmm. And second of all, it's weed. It hardly even counts as a drug. Rocky? You know I trust you. I've given in to the cupping. And how are your joints feeling? I've even given in to the vegan thing. And don't you feel lighter? And now you want me to help you sell weed. We aren't asking you to do anything. Rocky and I got this. <laughs> we. We. What's what's this? What's this we? Y'all, y'all really are in this together, huh? Well, it was really Mo's idea, and she has some really good connections, babe. Please. Just... I really gotta think about this one. Mo, you mind giving us a minute? I don't mind at all. Just remember, mortgage money and funsies. That's a hell of a lot more than you want it from me each month. Mo, please just give us two seconds of alone time. <laughs> Monique slowly begins to exit the guest bedroom and stops at the doorframe. Okay, I'll leave you alone. But Rock? What's up? You better suck that dick good tonight. Shut <laughs> up, Mo. Mo. We hear Mo's faint laughter in the background, along with Rocky and Brendan bickering. They're already arguing, and we haven't even posted the room on Craigslist yet. This is going to be a process. I say this because they can't agree on anything. It's usually two against one, but one time all three of them got into a fight because they couldn't even agree to disagree over something trifling. And they might be young professionals, but honey, these millennials can be childish. Join us next time for Cohabitation.